Blog Talk Radio. doesn't plan for the future, may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for songs of all time, many of which have been covered 
by a wide range of artists over the last half century. Now in his 80s, Nelson continues to record, tour, and devote time to charitable and political causes. Nelson got his first guitar at the age of six and started writing his own songs soon thereafter. His famous gospel song, Family Bible, draws from his early exposure to religious music. He sold the song to his guitar teacher for $50. A few years later, he started playing his first professional gigs with a local poker band, and in 1947, Nelson joined the gospel group Blood Fletcher and the Texans, which already featured Bobby on the piano. They played the local club circuit for the next few years, and Bobby and Bud married. Now let's hear that beautiful gospel song, the Bible, the family Bible. Here's a song that uh, is one of my favorites, and uh, it's favorites of the songs that I have written, and uh, I'd like to do it for you. It's called The Family Bible. Uh, 
Thanks you know, again for being with us. This is Willie Nelson speaking for all the boys. We'll see you again real soon. Take care and goodbye. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I, I picture in my mind uh, uh, a country uh, farmhouse and the family sitting around and they're reading this Bible uh, out loud to each other. Yeah. Uh, I had never heard that rendering. Okay. After graduating from Abbott High School in 1950, Nelson enlisted in the United States Air Force and was stationed at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas. His military career was short-lived, however, as persistent back problems led to an honorable discharge less than a year later. Unsure of where to turn next, Nelson enrolled in a farming program at Baylor University. While pursuing his studies, he took odd jobs to make ends meet, including selling encyclopedias door to door. But Nelson had not lost his passion for music, which he pursued by working as a disc jockey for various radio stations. He soon abandoned his agriculture studies to focus more exclusively on his music. Over the next few years, Nelson moved about around a bit, regularly playing gigs at local clubs and honoring his songwriting craft. It was during this period that Nelson penned some of the finest early work, including Nightlife, Crazy, and Funny How Time Slips Away. And now, Mr. Producer, how about playing a little bit of Crazy? <laughs> Crazy, crazy for feeling so lonely. I'm crazy, crazy for feeling so blue. I knew. That you'd love me as long as you wanted And then someday You'd leave me for somebody new Worry Wondering What in the world Did I do I'm crazy For thinking That my love Could hold you I'm crazy for trying And crazy for crying And I'm crazy 
But lonely walls, I'll keep you company. Hello, Wendy. Well, I see that you're still here. Aren't you lonely? Since our darling disappeared. Well, look here. Is that a teardrop in the corner of your pain? Now, don't you try to tell me that it's rain. She went away and left us all alone the way she planned. Guess we'll have to learn to get along without her if we can. Hello, Celia. I'm gonna stare at you a while. You know I can't sleep. So won't you bear with me a while? We gotta all stick together or else I'll lose my mind. I got a feeling she'll be gone a long, long time. Very good. By the early 1960s, touring with the Cowboys proved greatly beneficial for Willie as his talent was noticed by other band members. He also began producing music and writing songs for several other artists. During this early stage of his career, he collaborated with eighth country musicians, Farron Young, Billy Walker, and Patsy Cline. Several of his singles made their way to the top country 40 hit chart. He recorded a duet with his then wife, Shirley Colley, titled Willingly. The song became a big hit. Soon after, his song stopped resonating with, with the listeners, and after a couple of years, he changed music labels, and he joined RCA Victor, which is now RCA Records, in 1965, but was disappointed yet again. This continued until early 1970s, when he finally decided to quit music and return to Austin, Texas, where he focused on pig farming. He then closely observed the reasons behind his failure in music. He decided to give music a final shot and experimented with the rock-influenced country sound. This transformation worked, and he landed a record deal with Atlantic Records. This was the true beginning of his music career. Willie made several demo tapes and sent them to major record labels but his jazzy and laid-back music did not attract them. However, the songwriting abilities were noticed by Hank Cochran, who recommended Willie to Pamper Music, a popular music label. The label was co-owned by Ray Price. Ray was impressed by Willie's music and invited him to join the band Cherokee Cowboys. Willie became a part of the band as a bass player. 
1975, Willie released the album Red-Headed Stranger, which was a sleeper hit. In other words, it was okay, but nobody really listened to it. In 1978, Willie released two albums, Waylon and Willie and Stardust. Both the albums were big successes and turned Willie into the biggest country music star at the time. In the 1980s, Willie reached the ultimate peak of his career, delivering a number of hits. His cover for Elvis Presley's Always On My Mind from the album of the same name topped many charts. The album, which was released in 1982, garnered the quadruple platinum status. That's big, folks. He also collaborated with Latin pop star Julio Iglesias for the single To All the Girls I've Loved Before. And it became another career milestone for Willie. Now let's listen to Willie's Grammy Award-winning song, You're Always On My Mind. I love this song. A great song. Maybe I didn't love you quite as often as I could have. And maybe I didn't treat you. Quite as good as I should have If I made you feel second best Girl, I'm sorry I was blind You were always on my mind You were always on my mind Maybe I didn't hold you All those lonely, lonely times And I guess I never told you I'm so happy that you're mine Little things I should have said and done Never took the time when you were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. Tell me, tell me that you're.
months ago I was in London and when I turned the radio on I heard a wonderful voice and I said to my wife I said who is that singing and she said that's Julio Iglesias the Spanish singer who's become one of the most popular stars in the whole world and I said how could that be I've never done a duet with him <laughs> no I'm just kidding I thought Julio's voice was great and the story has a happy ending because we really did get together, and here's the result. Great song. To all the girls I've loved before, 
Johnny Carson one night. Carson dressed up like Willie, and they sang that song. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. They yeah. sang that song. I missed that one. It was one. so good yeah. that, that they had a standing ovation. It was fantastic. Oh, that's funny. You know, you talked about the the highwayman just recently. Uh, one of his, uh, the group, a guy by the name of Reggie Young, he was a background guitarist. He just passed away just fairly recently. And uh, also on Willie's uh, 
early days, he used to get together with all his buddies in Bandera, Texas. It was north of San Antonio. A friend of mine that I used to fly with is our flight engineer. He had a, had a ranch in Bandera, and he used to tell me all these stories to, about Willie Nelson. Oh, my, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> and, of course, my, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. yeah I had one of my favorite time? songs that he did was The City of New Orleans. Oh, oh yeah. I was going really to put that on, but I... I didn't, uh, for some reason or another, but uh, we'll we'll do Willie again. He's got so many songs. Oh, my, he's just fabulous. I mean, it's nice that he did get that award because sometimes they just don't get the recognition for being so wonderful. It's just like anything else, and uh, I'm sure we have our brothers and some of our uh, EAL awards that we give out, so... Well, uh, Neil, have you, what have you got for us from the uh, Eastern Files today? Well, Don, once again, I've taken a story from the Eastern Air Transport Newsletter, Newswings, and it's the February 1935 issue. Good. And it does not give credit as to its author, but uh, it's a it's a it's a good read. I hope you enjoy re- uh, listening to this reading from the Eastern Files in its early days of operation. And the title is Flying Sleepers. Let's listen. The Flying Sleeper. A cloud is your pillow, the sky your blanket, a star to guide you into slumber. That would be the more poetic way of describing it, although Actually, you have sheets, blankets, pillows, curtains, call buttons, reading lights, and all the appurtenances required by a sleeping traveler in a traveling sleeper, even to 1,250 prancing horsepowers outside your window to drone a lullaby. Sleep among the stars a fantasy such as you would find in the Arabian Nights. You read about it in storybooks, and it was glamorous romance, glittering figments of the imagination. Suddenly, it is an actual practical thing. Let's look it over. Eastern Air Transport ran one of its Curtis Condors into the Atlanta overhaul shop last August. When it emerged, it was a rebuilt plane, Overhauled from stem to stern, and in its cabin were two regulation berths. A short time before the new sleeper was completed, the airline had inaugurated its first night passenger schedule, operating between New York, Atlanta, and intermediate points. Plans for berths had been stowed away for months awaiting this event. And the plane which took to the air was the first flying sleeper in the world to operate over a regular route. Pajama-clad Captain E.V. Rickenbacker, ace of American war aces, and Alexander Strong, Boston engineer, were the first sleeper passengers. Night flying of passengers is new, but is a logical step in air transport development. Just as scheduled flying of mail brought new demands 
and these demands brought new developments in instruments, airports, airways, etc. So the night flying of passengers created a situation which had to be met. Berths for sleeping had to come to airplanes, just as they did to trains. Eastern Air Transport started the business of sleeping aloft. How far it will progress remains to be seen. Tony Falker, the Dutchman who kept German, Germany supreme in the air for many months back in 1917 and 18, looked ahead to this day and six years ago exhibited a mock-up or full-scale model of a Fokker transport plane with bursts. Henry Ford, when his aeronautical aspirations were highest, actually fitted out a Ford trimotor with a berth, and it flew from Detroit to Washington with a passenger in it. But the plane was delivered to an airline flying only daylight schedules. This being five years ago, so go, so out the berth came and back went seats for sale. Thus, no further progress was made with berths in airplanes until the recent development of Eastern Air's new offering. The Graf Zeppelin is equipped with berths, and so is the Macon. American Airways has an ingenious scheme for turning seats around and collapsing their backs, making beds. It is reported by substantial sources, other than the Pullman Company, that it is applying the genius to an airline or an airplane interior, which will be a conventional airplane by day, an actual flying Pullman by night. Someday, George Pullman will be credited with this accomplishment for comfort and be classed in history alongside Edison, Bell, Morse, and Lindbergh. Eastern Air Transport, aggressive and progressive, wanted to put its passengers to bed when flying them at night. Practical as well as solicitous, it put bursts in its plane. Passengers are going to bed, waking up in the morning, hundreds of miles from where Morpheus began his visit, rested, eager to tackle the job at hand. And that's the reading from February 1935 of Eastern Air Traffic. Good. Nice. Yeah, that was very interesting. You were there then, right, Mike? (laughs) Not quite. But boy, that was nice about the sleepers. You know, you seem to forget about that. Um, I, I, I don't ever remember hearing people talk about that. Well, Dorothy, the flight that crashed in Atlanta with Captain Rickenbacker that almost cost him his life, landing in a foggy uh, evening, uh, landing at airport uh, uh, Atlanta, was a DH DC-3 sleeper. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm, Captain Perry. Yeah, that's right. Captain right, Perry. Right. Yep. Captain. Yeah. I remember that in one of the aircraft uh, uh, programs that you did, Neil. We talked about several different crashes back then, 
and that was ma- uh, mentioned about Captain Rickenbacker yeah. uh, almost losing his life back then. Yeah. Well, back hey, to you, Don. While we got Dorothy on the air, what have you got coming up Monday night for the uh, EAL radio show? Well, we got our special coming up Monday night. That's our Halloween Bermuda Triangle. We need that music that Neil always plays. Uh, That's an excellent uh, program, and we look forward to that Monday evening at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You mean this, Dorothy? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. There you yes. go, Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight Zone. In fact, I heard it on TV today, and I turned around quick because I'm saying, oh, gosh, is Neil on, on TV? He's got all these that's buttons. He's a regular Spike Jones. Well, that was that Rod Taylor, wasn't it, Neil, that used to do that particular uh, song? That was Rod, uh, Rod, Rod Sterling. Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, and also following that, we have uh, on Monday, November 4th, we have 15 behind-the-scene secrets of airline pilots. Mm. Uh, now, next uh, Thursday, Don... We have coming up our Nat King Cole series, so that proves to be really another great show that Neil has in mind. Looking forward to it. So uh, we can't wait to hear that one, too. Uh, Neil, you put on such great shows that we're just enjoying everything that uh, comes out of it. Well, you know, Dorothy and Don, I really enjoy these Thursday night get-togethers, or Thursday afternoon get-togethers. Yeah. I really, yeah. We do have a good time. We really yeah. do. Run, uh, runs so you right into cocktail hour. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they sure bring you into that. But, you know, it's funny because then all week long I have the tunes in my head. And yeah. the next yeah. week to play another one, and I get more tunes in my head. Sometimes well, it's Dorothy. Roberta Flack and sometimes it's Somebody. Tony Bennett. Somebody ought to write a song for the girls of all the guys I've ever loved. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Time for Willie to think about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <For> his wife. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess it's time to get out of here for this week, so that's our show for now. We hope you all enjoy the artist uh, we've been playing in the greatest recording artist during the Eastern series uh, during the Eastern years. We certainly enjoy spending them on our Eastern turntable. Make sure you join us next Thursday when we select another great singer with his or her songs along with a little Eastern sprinkled in. And don't forget our annual Halloween show, Flight Through the Bermuda Triangle, or should it be titled Fright through the Bermuda Triangle, because the scary topic Monday, uh, October 28th, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time, actually. You know, keeping in touch with our Eastern family is the greatest importance to this radio show, and we look forward to every week sharing the memories and stories of our great airline with the whole world. Do you have a story or memory you'd like to share with our Eastern family? If you do, we'd certainly want to hear from you. The Eastern Radio Show would like to broadcast it during one of our shows, 
either you sharing your memory live during a broadcast or send it to us and we'll broadcast your story on the air. You can send your request to host at EALradioshow.com. That's host at EALradioshow.com. And we'll tell you what you need to do to have it heard on the show. Until then, this is Don Gagnon, and on behalf of our producer, Captain Neil Holland, and my lovely wife, Dorothy, we sign off by playing this beautiful Merle Haggard song, Silver Wings. So Here long, Eastern family. We so long, guys. Mike, Mike Dorothy, good, we'll good see show, you. guys. Mike, Thanks this a lot. is okay. your song. <laughs> Silver wings shining in the sunlight, roaring engines headed somewhere in flight. They're taking you away. singing that song the rest of the day and into tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's it's catching. one of my favorite songs. Even on Monday night when you play it then at the end, uh, just love it. I see most every one uh, of the listeners on the call board stick around until the last notice is played on that Silver Wing song. It is really? a very yeah. pretty song. Yes, you're right. It's beautiful. It. Yep. Glad that we Mike, you, you found it. Yeah. 
See ya. We love you, Eastern. Thank you all. Love you.